Welcome to another edition of the Man to Man podcast. I am one of two hosts for your favorite sports podcast, Trayvon. And on the other end, my man, Kelvin Dooley. How you doing today, Kelvin? Doing good, man. Another episode in. Uh, ready to get to it. Uh, I want to let you know, we are, I mentioned a while back, we're like 173 miles or something apart, but today... Today we're a little further apart. I'm actually uh, recording from my end. I am in Branson, Missouri today because we had went on vacation. So I'm nice. recording, recording from a hotel in Branson. So a little different today. Nice. How, how was that treating you? How was Branson? It was fun. Always to go. What was that? I said, how was Branson treating you? I've always wanted to go. Yeah, yeah it, it's been good, man. Branson's fun. A lot, lot of stuff to do. You can never do uh, everything in this city. There's all kinds of stuff. So, right. yeah. But uh, with that, today, the only national holiday, well, there, there were two, but the only one that stood out to me uh, on today's national holidays was National Best Friend Day. Um, so, you know, thanks to all of my friends that I that I have, you know, across the, across the world, the ones I've met at Missouri Southern, all my buddies back in Oklahoma, you, Kelvin, um, my fiance, my, my mother, anyone who could be a friend to me. Thanks for, uh, thanks for everything you do to be a great friend and happy national best friend day. Happy national best friend day to you as well, TV. Uh, I don't have a lot of friends like you, <laughs> like you do ranging from Oklahoma to Joplin to Kansas city. Uh, I got one or two. So, uh, happy national best friends day to my best friends. There you the, go. The there are. There you go. Uh, today we are going to talk about a little bit of, well, first we'll, we'll have, of course, to end the show, we'll have our country boy, city boy quiz. And then, uh, we will discuss a little women's college world series since Kelvin brought it up last show. I couldn't help, but bring it up again. We've got to discuss it as the championship series will start tonight. Uh, we're also going to discuss a little Aaron Rodgers and, and whether we think he's, out of Green Bay or out of the NFL for this year, as I think that might be a possibility. Julio Jones finally lands somewhere. Uh, Atlanta has finally traded him. And then we're going to do some NBA NBA playoffs discussion. Uh, we'll discuss the two games tonight. Uh, Atlanta and Philadelphia plays in game two. And uh, the, Clippers, the Clippers and the Jazz play game one tonight. But first, let's review a little bit of what we uh, have missed since our last show. And I'll start it off, Kelvin. We've uh, we we got to talk about Game Seven, well, Game Six and Seven of uh, the Clippers and the Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, mean, I uh, told you, I still believed in Kawhi, man. I still believed in Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, look, he, and you know, I, there was a moment where we had a moment of silence uh, in, in in last week's show. And uh, maybe that silence came a little bit too soon. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, look, game seven, game seven was entertaining. Uh, but let, let me continue my hate on the Clippers. Uh, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed, and let me tell you why. Ooh. When I look at the Mavericks, I'm not convinced that that is a quality Western Conference team. And now they have a borderline elite player, possibly an, an elite player in Luka Doncic. But you look out throughout. You look throughout that roster. Uh, I'm not impressed. Like Porzingis is not a. He's just not a good player. He's a decent player at best. At his best, he's two steps below what he used to be. 
and he used to be considered a unicorn at one point. He's he's not nowhere close to a unicorn. The second best player was probably Tim Hardaway Jr. And at best, he's a streaky six man. Um, you know, on a championship roster. So I look, they yeah. they beat up, they beat up, they didn't beat a good team. They let a Luca Doncic led team. Luca carried those guys to a game seven where Kawhi Leonard finally expressed that you know what I may be uh the best player in this conference now that LeBron and AD are out. Um he actually put the team on his shoulders. He did what he had to do. Paul George quietly had a really good series. They're the the um, the, the rest of the tippers tippers clippers team and and bench play well uh in game six six and seven so i'm, I'm not convinced that I'm, I'm just not that convinced that that clippers team did anything special they did what they were supposed to do i'm i i hate that it took so long and i well i hate to love it i actually love that it took so long because it gives me a good reason to hate on those guys but <laughs> they're moving around and uh good for the clippers look here, here's the thing. You, you got to give him some credit, though. Kawhi stepped up, and he when, when it was when it was crunch time, he stepped up. He drops 45 in Game Six, just to force a Game Seven. He also shot like 18 to 25, excellent percentage. Um, and then and then Game Seven, you know, he he bears down and he had like 28, almost had a triple double, 28, 10, and nine, I think. And I mean, he just had, he had two big games to close out that series. Um, and, and was able to outlast him. But I agree with you 100%. The Mavericks aren't that good of a team. I've been saying that. They're not very deep. Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, just a couple of shooters um, to go with Luka and his elite play. You said it, You said he was borderline elite. I think he is elite. I think Luka Doncic. You, you think, think he's Luka. one of the five best players in the NBA? I, th- I think this season he was, yes. Okay. Um, and, and so right, Now, with that being said, does he take Kawhi's spot? I don't consider um, an elite player. Not what he did on defense. Now, to, uh, sorry to interrupt you because he had a great defensive um, um, presence in game six and seven. One through five, I'm not buying that he was an elite defender. I'm just not. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's elite offensive talent. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Maybe he's not no, an elite he's player. Not. He's not. Luke? Oh, I thought you were talking about Kawhi. Luke, right? Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Kawhi. Like, no way oh. he's in the league. Oh, Luka, I thought we were talking about Luka. Because you, would, you, asked if, you asked if Luka would take Kawhi's spot. Nonetheless, yes. I think I think Luka is elite offensive talent. Maybe not an elite player. I don't know. Either way, he's one, he's one of the best in the game right now. Maybe not top five. Uh, that, that's another conversation for another day. But nonetheless, yeah. I mean, he's going up against elite offensive talent in Luka Doncic, who can score 35 and, you know, he put up 40 a couple times in the series. Um, I, I think it's a huge comeback. I think these guys proved that they still have it, have some. And look, man, that's all, that's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah. but, I, I got to count them out. I'm, I'm not convinced that they could beat the Jazz. A more complete team, a more well-rounded team. Have the, the player as talented as Luka Doncic. Uh, but I think they're. I think Donovan Mitchell is just surrounded by a bunch of quality players, including guys coming off the bench. Um, so I look again. I had a, a early moment of silence in this first series against the Mavericks. Uh, moment of silence will be coming in Game Five. Okay. Against the uh, Utah Jazz. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it here for. Well, we can preview that series later. So so yeah. we can talk about that series a little more later. But uh, in terms yep. of games we missed, the, the Atlanta Hawks and Philadelphia 76ers got their series started off, and they play game two tonight. We'll preview that later. 
Uh, but game one, man, the Hawks got off to a hot start, led by, gosh, 20-some at, at points in that game. Uh, Philadelphia did only lose by four. Uh, but what do you take from Atlanta taking game one series? I'm I'm looking at Atlanta, and I think they may be the Miami Heat of last season. Now, I don't know if they can get to the NBA Finals, Um so that's probably where the comparison stops. But they're just really rolling right now. Like, they're playing their best brand of basketball right now where it counts the most. Absolutely. And Trey Young is, has been, what, a top three postseason performer this, you know, through the first month of the NBA postseason. Absolutely. Um, so, um, no, they look good. Like, the Bogdanovich signing uh, earlier this season or in yeah. the offseason, I think it was, is paying dividends. I'm glad they didn't trade John Collins. Yeah. He's playing well. Um because there was a lot surrounding him and, and what, you know, uh, could he – is he fitting in properly and is he getting along with his teammates, specifically Trey Young? So I'm glad the Hawks stay pat. They trusted in what they built, and it's paying off. Um, and I, I don't know this much. I've been talking to a lot of people, reading a lot of articles. I'm not buying that Trey Young is the second coming of Steph Curry. He doesn't play like Steph Curry. Outside of the shot – their games are really different. Like, Trey Young has the best floater in the NBA. Like, it, and it's not okay. even close. Like, his ability to get in the lane, yep. penetrate, and float the ball over everybody and sink it is, is, is beautiful to watch. Like, Curry doesn't possess that. He doesn't move off the ball like Curry. Their games aren't similar outside of the, uh, the three-point shot. Yeah, but Atlanta's playing really well. They're yeah. playing defense. They're not playing a high level of defense, but they're playing defense. They're on a string. And guys are just – Playing hard. Absolutely. I, th- I think the Hawks look good, man. Uh, if I were to make a prediction right now, which I already have um, in, a, in a blog I, I posted a while back, a few days ago, um, I think, I think I've think i got the Atlanta Hawks in seven, man. They, they look good to me. Uh, game one kind of solidified that for me, too. I think, I, I think, I think I'm taking the Hawks, dude. I think they're going to ride through this to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, no, but maybe – no, I – I don't know. I, I'm not opposed to that. I just trust that Philly will find their footing. I think they – I think Doc Rivers pulled a Doc Rivers in game one, all right, by letting Danny Green get hit for 20 points in that first half by Trey Young. Like, Trey Young scored 20 points on one defender in one half. Uh, that yeah. won't be the case in game two. Okay. Um, ben Simmons, Thibault, they have to take those shots at Trey Young. This is the postseason. The same thing I criticized Kawhi Leonard for, for not holding Luka. I got to get the same energy to Ben Simmons and Thibault. Like, your best defenders need to be on the best players. Um, this isn't the regular season. There is no no tomorrow, uh, essentially. That's what it comes down to. I know this isn't seven, but uh, there isn't no no tomorrow, uh, technically. So, they need, to, they, they need to put the best players on the best players. I, look, and be on a, allegedly a torn meniscus dropped 39 points. So, yeah, <laughs> on a partially but. torn meniscus. So I, I mean – I, I still trust that Philly's the better team and they'll find their footing. And uh, they'll play better defense in game two. I trust they're the better team, but I don't trust they can hold Atlanta down, especially since you brought it up. If Embiid's not 100%, man, there's going to be things that ail Embiid and the 76ers in, in a seven-game series. If they want to win this series, i got to be honest with you, they, they got to turn around and win, win, them, win them quick. Uh if this goes seven seven games and Embiid is unhealthy and doesn't get very much rest, I like the Hawks, man. Uh, your best player isn't healthy if he's 
I like the Hawks. I don't. I don't know. I just, no, but like I said, he put up the. He not did. Healthy, though. He did. So but, I don't look. But I, can he do that I, for seven games? Not healthy. That that's what I'm I don't think so. I, I guess this Hawks team who doesn't they lack size at least outside of Capella. It's not like they're bringing yeah. in anybody any bigger. I think so because Capella, who's a great defender, especially uh, a block, uh, he blocks a lot of shots. He can't do nothing when it beats. I mean, yeah, and rebounds. He can't do nothing when it beats. And beat just proved that. So, can he keep this up for seven games? Ab- absolutely against this team because they lack the size. And I think he's that dominant enough of, as a player, uh, you know, to really hold down the four offensively. Now, they got to – who my thing with Philly, and, and this is why I don't have those guys getting – coming out the East at least, their second option. Because it, exactly. it's, you know, it's not Ben Simmons. We know that part. Nope. Tobias Harris had a quiet 20. Like, there's moments when I watched Philly, and I'm like, where is Tobias Harris? Now, I say 20, and people are like, oh, well, 20 is a good game. Well, it. I mean – He's paid a lot of money to, I don't know, he, like, he can't disappear. He has to have a presence offensively every game for the Philadelphia Sixers to have a chance to come out the East, especially to beat these Atlanta Hawks team. Who can just fill it up? Like, they can just score the ball, and that's outside of Trey Young. They can just score. So, Bias yep. Harris needs to be a bigger presence offensively. So, I, that's my only thing with Philly. But I trust that they can figure that part out and generate some offense. Yeah. Yeah, they, they need Tobias to step up and just be more consistent and be, you know, take take part of that load off of Embiid, especially if he yeah. isn't 100%. You know, maybe maybe take some of that work and uh, get, get some of those buckets that Embiid is is getting, uh, take some work off of him. Uh, but let's let's go ahead and, Kelvin, get us into previewing these two games. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, I skipped a team, and, and I'm surprised I almost did this. I wanted to discuss the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. They have – they have gotten into the second round after a sweep of the lowly Miami Heat, but now they are, Kelvin, on the verge of being swept by the Brooklyn Nets without James Harden. Are they going to get swept? Are they going to turn it around? What do you see in this series? I think they'll turn it around um, through the okay. first two games. I, the Brooklyn has just really brought the energy. I'm watching the uh, the. The Bucks, and I think they just like energy the first two games. I think they had the proper game plan for game one, trying to bully Brooklyn inside, and I think they had success at it. Um, I think eventually they just fell short. I think Brooklyn just turned it up a notch. Blake Griffin really, really controlled that game just with his hustle plays. And yeah. that game was watching that game. Well, I think that was Saturday uh, afternoon or evening. Uh, and then game two, again, Brooklyn just brought it, yep. and, and Milwaukee didn't. And, and, and the Bucks fall into the same category with the with the Sixers. Okay, so Thank you know Giannis, who has yes. the size advantage and the athleticism and the intensity, he's going to bring in and get his. Chris Middleton and Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, not Drew Bledsoe. Uh, Drew Holiday. Yeah. What yeah. In the, like where? Like where are you guys? These guys are two and three, or vice versa. Middleton is two, or Drew's two. What do you, whatever. It, it, at best, if you combine both of these guys, probably I, I don't know. I I don't. I'm not convinced either guy is a true number two. Now, if they're number threes on your team, you have a championship team. But these guys disappearing in round two against this opponent, like you said, without Harden. I mean, come on, man. I now nah, it's not over. I think I jumped the gun with the Mavericks and Clippers. I won't jump the gun this time with a two zero series deficit. They're going back to Milwaukee to have a solid home home court advantage. They'll play better. They'll just play better. I think they win. Uh, they'll be able to win game three. But the first two games, man, Blake Griffin, 
Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, it's proved to be too much for the for the uh, Bucks. Let me let me uh, jump the gun. You jumped the gun on the Clippers. I'm in the same uh-huh. boat. I'm in the same boat you were in with the Clippers. I'm done with the Bucks, man. I think I think two <laughs> games is enough for me to see if you can't get it done in two games again without against the Nets who don't have Harden. Especially game two, losing by what? I think it was like thirty nine. It was like one twenty five to eighty something. They lose mm-hmm. by almost forty points. Look, man, I'm I'm, I'm out on them. I'm done. Uh, let me steal your uh, let me steal your moment of silence here. We need a moment of silence. Okay. All right. There's their moment wow. of silence because they are done, <laughs> Kelvin. They are done. I'm out on the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they lose these next two. I think the Nets roll into the Eastern Conference Finals with a sweep. I'm just – I'm done with the Bucks. I don't um, – I don't – go ahead, Trey. I agree with you 100%, though, on the Chris Middleton and, and uh, comparing him kind of to Tobias Harris in the 76ers. I think you need him to step up, man. He's got he's got to get his in order to help Giannis get his, uh, right. if that sentence wasn't confusing. But, you know, he, he's got to get his buckets in order to help Giannis uh, keep scoring because – Otherwise, they're just going to shut down Giannis or at least try their best to, um, which I don't even think Giannis – I think Giannis scored like 18 in game two. So, I mean, they did kind of shut him down in game two. Um, But you can't have those nights, man. You can't have your top players scoring 18. That's why the Mavericks were able to send it to seven because Luka was able to get his 30. He was able to get his 30 to 40 points. You got to let Giannis get his 30 or 40 or your team is not going to be in it. And if he's not getting 30 to 40, you got to have Chris Middleton dropping 20. You know, twenty some two hitting th- hitting big threes, which we've seen Middleton do, but he's not done in these first two games. Yeah, and and the biggest thing, Milwaukee has to get stops. If it's one team I thought that matched up well defensively with Brooklyn, it was the Bucks because I think they have the size and the paint. Uh, whenever Brooklyn would try to challenge down there and penetrate and get, and I thought they had the limp to contest on the perimeter. And for, in the first two games, they haven't been able to do that. And I think that just that just goes to lack of energy and intensity on that side of the ball. And if you don't bring that for seven games against Brooklyn, they'll hit you for 125 on average. Cause they, and that's just with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. That's without Harden, as they're showing right now. They can put up 125 without that third guy. Um, and then I, I don't know about you, man, but Kyrie Irving looks like he's on. Like This is the time of the season where I have to say recently of Kyrie Irving, just like a lot of people have. Yeah. Uh, this time of the season, though, I don't – come on now. I don't – I mean, come on, man. The dude – this dude, Kyrie, <laughs> he's uh, – yeah, he's a freak, man, at, at this time of the year, man. And, and it's fun to watch because I, I think when he's on, I think he's the most exciting player in the NBA to watch. Kyrie Irving, him and Stephen Curry, you could probably throw Giannis in there maybe. Um, but, no, Kyrie Irving, man, he's a different player in this in this time of the season, man, and it's fun to watch. Yep. Yeah, he has been on, and uh, that's that's a nightmare for any any team. If I mean, right now, heck, it looks like all they need is KD and Kyrie because I mean they're rolling through the Bucks without Harden. Now, now certainly yeah. they want Harden back, but man, with with the way KD and Kyrie are playing, that team that team's a nightmare. Yeah, no rush. I mean, if look, if if your best, if your top two players can score fifty five points, that's what KD and Kyrie score fifty five. Yeah, and they walk out that arena with one twenty five. Uh, Milwaukee's in trouble, man. They're oh, yeah. in trouble. Oh, yeah. As for the games tonight, we have the Hawks going back to Philly for game two and the Clippers as a four seed going to the number one overall seed in the West, the Utah Jazz for game one. 
Uh, both games will be on TNT if you're interested in watching. Um, let's preview your Clippers TV and the Jazz. Um, look, they're just tired. I think, you know, they're coming off a first-round game seven, the only series that went seven. Uh, I, I think they're just going to come in a little exhausted. Uh, I think Utah rolls in game one with that. Uh, and that's a really tough, tough atmosphere to play. And if Utah has had, what, three or four days off, I think that's a well – uh, oil machine in Utah. I think they have a lot of chemistry. They're on a string. They're playing well together. They won four straight to knock out the Jazz. I'm excuse me, knock out the Grizzlies. Uh, they're yeah. going to roll the Clippers in Game One. Uh, they're not going to get Clippers. They're going to roll them, TV. Roll them. Give them respect. Give them respect. I like what you're asking. They are going to be tired, man. They've been the Game Seven. They were at home in yes, at home against the, yes. the Mavericks. Yep. Now they're now they're taking the trip. They're going to go to Utah, uh, which isn't a crazy far trip. But they're taking the trip to Utah for Game One. I think they are going to be a little tired after a seven-game bout with Luca. Uh, just it was a, it was a great series, and it took a lot a lot from, from those guys. I think they are going to be a little tired. But here's why here's why I think I favor the Clippers still. Now I I think Utah lacks the star power, right? They have Donovan Mitchell, but. After that, kind of similar to these other teams, I'm not sure who their second immediate second option is going to be. Um, they've mm-hmm. got some other guys who can shoot the ball, and they've got Go Go Bear as a big man, um, but they lack that star power. I think the Jazz are going to get through Game One tonight, though. It's going to be a close game, but I think the Jazz will get through and win Game One tonight. Let me offer you this for the Jazz: they do like that second offensive star, um, but they do have that reigning six man of the year, Jordan Clarkson. Joe Ingles will probably finish number two in that race as teammates. Yeah. Um, so he can also pull it up. And, again, I think with their chemistry and with the way they're set up offensively, I think they can just generate points. Like, they shoot so. the ball really well from three. Uh, Mike Conley is a – talk about a, a floor general. We always yeah. name out the point guard and Chris Paul. Mike Conley is one of the last guys that come from that era and that brand of point guard play. So Absolutely. I think he can set up guys and score the ball himself. I'm not saying 25 points, uh, but 15 points in the series. I think they'll easily win this. So and then go Burt down low. I know he's a 200 million dollar man. And his money is made defensively, um, but I'm, I'm, against this Clippers lineup with Zubac being the biggest player, um, I think Gobert can take advantage of that for 10 possessions per game. Uh, offensively. So I think they'll be able – and look, I've said this against the, the Mavericks who don't have anybody outside of Luka. If they can't stop Luka and Tim Hardaway and Michael Finley-Smith, to hell with them stopping uh, Ingles and Bogdanovich and, you know, and, and Mike Conley. Like, no way. Like, I don't think the Clippers are that good defensively. I just don't. Overrated all defensive stars and Kawhi and Paul George and then the overrated defensive team. I, I think they stand no chance. Oof. I don't, I don't, no chance. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just don't like that. I, I, think, this, I think this is going to be a great series. I think game one's going to be a great game. I just, I think Mitchell will outlast, you know, Kawhi or Paul George in the end because he's well rested. Um, per the, you know, they, they, they won their series in five games and they've just been waiting, uh, for the Clippers, uh, to end their series. So I, I do like the Jazz in game one, but I don't like the Jazz in this series. Um, but, I think we're looking at an interesting, an entertaining game tonight, uh, and I and I think the Jazz will outlast the Clippers in Game One. Well, let me, let me, I, I, we might want to create a segment called "We Hate Kawhi," uh, <laughs> or at least Kelvin hates Kawhi. So let me let me 
introduce that segment and, and, and take it off. Um, you know, he is popularly known for low managing and taking days off. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Look here, Kawhi. There's no days off in the playoffs, man. Okay. There's a game uh, every other day. There isn't no – you can't rest on back-to-backs. You can't rest on the final day of a road game. No, you play basketball now. He's not used to doing that, TV. He's tired. He's exhausted, man. He's but, tired. He's getting, he's getting up there in age, and he's only 30 years old. He's tired, man. I, I just me, don't – I don't know. He's tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. Maybe, maybe he is. But let me bring something to your attention, something that doesn't uh, matter because – Oh, my he doesn't need load management in the playoffs because he's a different animal, right? He's a different breed. He changes the game. He um, doesn't. He doesn't. Here's, he here's doesn't. why. Like you mentioned, Kyrie, playoff comes. All of a sudden, he's not worried about the earth being flat or round or crooked <laughs> or straight. He's not worried about uh, burning sage in TD Gardens anymore. He's not mm-hmm. worried about he turns into, okay, it's business, it's basketball. That's what Kawhi does. He's done with load management when it comes to playoff time. It's basketball time per the fact that he dropped 45 in game six and he averaged like 32 in that series. When it comes time, Kawhi is ready to go. Don't you worry. Okay. I did not. I'm, I'm going to act like I won't worry. Psych. <laughs> Psych. Okay, let's jump into some football, Kels. Oh, no, no. Man, one, more, one more. Yeah, one more. One more to preview. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hawks, again, visit the 76ers game two. Uh, after Atlanta stole, well, I ain't say stole game one, but they certainly won game one. I know it came down close, but it wasn't really that close that they won. After they won 128-124. Um, game two tonight, TV, who you got tonight in game two? I'd love to pick the Hawks, but, man, I think this is going to be a battle it out series. I think Philadelphia is going get to get one at home before it goes back to Atlanta. Uh, they better get one at home before it goes back to Atlanta or, or they're in trouble. Um, but I yeah. do believe Philly's going to get this one. They they showed that fight when they came back, right? They were behind the eight ball by a long shot when the second half started. Um, and, and they dug back into it and showed that fight. I think they're probably going to carry that momentum into game two. Uh, I expect another good game, though. I, I don't think they're going to blow them out. But I do have Philly taking game two. Um, but Tobias better step up a little bit and give him beat some help. Or or uh, Atlanta will be up 2-0 going back, to, going back home. Yeah, Philly made some necessary defensive adjustments later in that game. Uh, that kind of helped those guys get back into the game. I think that, and that was just blitzing Trey Young a little bit uh, earlier, opposed to letting him get settled in uh, after he crosses half court and get into the offense. Yeah. So I think they continue those adjustments. And again, it will not be Danny Green. They they stop it. Just no. He shouldn't be his matchup. His assignment cannot be Trey Young because he got hit for 20 in the first half. So that won't be – when Thibault, when Trey Young's in the game, Thibault should be in the game. When Trey Young's in the game, Ben Simmons should be in the game. I'm not sure either one but I'm not – I can guarantee you he's not going for 20 in one half uh, against, either, against either defender. Yeah. So um, I, I think Philly wins game two, and uh, it'll be tied going back to the eighth. I, I agree. I think so. Um, and, yeah, th- those two guys that you mentioned, Thibault Th- and, and Simmons, uh, they, they just make life a little tougher, right? They, they don't yes. – they, they, they maybe don't shut him down, but they make it harder for him to get buckets because when Danny Green's in, Trey Young is seeing Green and oh he's my, pulling the trigger. Uh, oh, my God. He was killing Danny Green. <laughs> I don't know what took Doc River so long. It's, just, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Absolutely. 
So we both have the Jazz taking game one. We both have the Sixers taking game two. A little boring, uh, but that's okay because we can still argue about Kawhi Leonard and the Bucks. Um, you know it. <laughs> and let's jump into the NFL. We got a couple of quick topics here. Julio Jones uh, finally gets a home, and it happens to be in Nashville. He's the newest star in Nashville, Tennessee with the Titans. Um, Kelvin, what do you think this does? This isn't a team that either one of us, by the way, when we kind of predicted where Julio might land, neither one of us mentioned these two, this team. Uh, what do you think this does for the Titans? Uh, how much does it help them? Was it a good trade for Jones? Was it a good trade for the Falcons? What do you think? A disclaimer. Do not mention the Chiefs in anything to do with the Titans or the AFC. Just don't do it. I, I, I just got to start there. I, I'll get to Julio and the Titans, but I, the whole, the whole, the commentary surrounding this trade, some people want to throw in the Chiefs like, oh, this, this makes them on the same level with the Chiefs. Relaxed. Relaxed. Okay. I'm, I'm just, don't do that. Okay. Disclaimer. They're not. No, they're not. Okay. As for the actual <laughs> trade. Now I did mention their divisional opponent, the Colts. So I got yeah. the division right for whatever that's worth. Uh, I think this is a great co- uh, trade for Ryan Tannehill, um, who got that contract extension, I think, last season. So now he gets to really put his money where his mouth is. He has Derrick Henry, the best running back in football. Uh, he has A.J. Brown, one of the young, one of the best young wide receivers. He has a Hall of Famer on the opposite of A.J. Brown. Um, so, I mean, what a really good offensive line. They should be able to average with Ryan Tannehill upwards of – 25, 26 points a game. Um, they should be one of the better offenses, if not top five in football. Like they should technically, they should be unguardable. But my biggest question is Ryan Tannehill, and I like Ryan Tannehill. Uh, but that's why I led with the disclaimer because I have questions. I don't have questions about Patrick Mahomes or um, uh, what's the, what's the guy name up there in Buffalo? Uh, his name Josh Allen. Josh Allen right now. I think it's those two quarterbacks, and then the rest fall in line. Um, I don't put Lamar with those uh, those top two guys. He has the excitement. I know he has a an MVP, but no, he's not with Josh Allen and Mahomes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's, he's pretty good for a running back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's pretty good for a running back. I just love that line, man. That that whole season. That that's what he was saying. So I had to yes, get correct. <laughs> uh, so good trade for Tennessee. I, I, this, again, this make those guys contenders against the Chiefs, not for the. Super Bowl or AFC title, but I think they're contending against the Chiefs. Uh, I I don't know how many prime times tennis prime time games Tennessee has, but I'll definitely be tuned in because I would love to see this offense uh, with Julio Jones now. Yeah. So I asked you kind of three questions: Was it a good trade for Tennessee? Was it a good trade for the Falcons? Was it a good trade for Julio? Uh, I think it. I think it's good for Tennessee. Um, I, I think this it just adds another weapon. How's it not good, right? It, despite the yeah. fact that he, he's older, he's still going to produce. He's still going to put up numbers, just like Larry Fitzgerald has. And heck, Larry Fitzgerald is older than him, so he, he's going to put up those numbers. He's going to produce, and he's going to help the Titans out. My my concern. Uh, oh, and by the way, the Falcons got uh, 2022 second round, I think, or third yeah. round, and then the second. 2020. Okay, and then like a 2023 third or fourth round. Yeah. Uh, so they got two picks. Um, I think I think that's good for them, right? Like, like at, at Julio's age, I think that's good value um, for Julio. I think that's a fair trade. Uh, now for Julio, though, I think I think both teams come out with with good results. But Julio himself, I'm going to tell you, I don't think this is that good for Julio. 
Because look, you already mentioned it. Look at the quarterback that's throwing him the ball. I don't, I don't like Tannehill that much. He's he's been productive the last few years in Tennessee, two seasons I think. Um, he's been productive, and they've been a solid football team. But Tannehill's getting older. He's got to be trending down. Um, he throws the ball a lot to his tight ends and and AJ Brown, who has been good um, when healthy. But man, I I don't know. I just I think I think what he, I think what Julio does is maybe take a little attention away from AJ Brown. But I don't think this is that good for Julio. He doesn't have a Patrick Mahomes, like you said, throwing him the ball. He doesn't have one of those top guys. I just don't see this being that good of a move for Julio. I think I think he's a part of a, a winning team, and that's good for him. But I don't see Julio putting up big numbers this year. I just don't. Um, I think he becomes kind of like a just a, a a man in the offense that kind of helps A.J. Brown and the tight ends and the run game a little bit. I don't know if Julio – I don't predict that big of a season for Julio in Tennessee. So I think their tight end is John Lewis Smith, who had a good season last year. Yes. Um, how about this, TV? Ryan yeah. Tannehill is better than Matt Ryan, right? Uh, maybe an old Matt Ryan, maybe. Uh, but like Matt Ryan in his prime, no way. No yeah, way. probably not in his prime. But just right now, QB for QB, I, I'm taking Ryan Tannehill. Maybe. Yeah. Matt Ryan. Um, can, Matt Ryan can still sling it. I guess that's the only thing I would give him is he can throw the deep ball. Uh, but he throws a lot of interceptions. So, um, yeah. in, in terms of keeping – if you want him for your franchise and, like, keeping the ball on your side, yeah, I'd probably take Tannehill because Tannehill doesn't throw the ball away very much. Yeah. Uh, so, in, ter- in terms of the numbers, no, he won't generate big numbers. I think he's going to have a lot of um, receptions, 20 yards – excuse me, 20 yards and uh, 20 yards plus. Because I think yeah. with the play action, I think they're just going to be able to attack downfield, man, just with A.J. Brown and, and Julio. Um, so he probably won't possess, you know, 100 receptions, 1,400 yards, uh, just because they're going to still run the ball. I mean, you cannot t- give the ball to Derrick Henry, the best running back in football, behind that offensive line. Um, I, I just think that offense just becomes a little uh, – they're going to have a little bit more variety. And, again, they have two talented guys on the outside. So you're going to have to put eight in the box because we've seen it. So, hey, nine in the box may not stop Derrick Henry. So that just leads least one-on-one matchups, man. And it's just, it's kind of video game-like because – Yep. They're both 220, 225, and above six feet, man. With and they're both great deep threat um, you know, pass catchers. So I just don't <laughs> they're gonna be scary. So I, I think Tanny is better than Ryan. I think he he's a little he's more careful with the ball and he's made quality decisions. So and again, he doesn't have to try too hard because he can just hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and let him run uh for one twenty per game now. So Absolutely. I don't know. I think Tannehill's job just got really, really easy. It got easy. So, yeah. you know, I think they're going to get some easy W's in that division, especially over guys like Houston and Jacksonville. Um, so they're, they're going to be contending, man. Like, they're going to be fighting for a possibly a one seed. Again, I, when it comes down to it in that postseason, I'm not choosing him over Allen or Mahomes. But for the regular season, with that schedule and that division, I think they can contend for a one or two seed, man. And as for the Falcons, you brought up their uh, – it wasn't good for the Falcons. I think so. So, essentially, they just place, replaced that tight end um, out of Florida with uh, – they replaced Julio with the tight end out of Florida Absolutely. for Matt Ryan. Yes. And then um, they Calvin really is one of the better wide receivers in football. So, uh, good trade for Atlanta because they get that salary cap off the books. Julio had his run. 
they get a great tight end uh, for cheap for the next four or five seasons. A good trade for the Falcons, a great trade for Tennessee. I think both teams win. Yeah, yeah, same. I, I thought it was good for both teams. I'm just – I just don't know. Look, Julio's not – he's probably – he's at the age now. He's not out there. He's not out there to put up those crazy big numbers. Um, you know, he's, he knows he's not going to be the man on on a team now necessarily. Uh, he doesn't have to be the man in Tennessee. He can be the man. I just – I'm afraid – I don't know about Tannehill chucking that deep ball to those guys. I, I Look, he, he, he probably does it fine. I don't pay enough attention to Tennessee. But I don't know. I just don't know if I trust him chucking that deep ball to those guys because he loves throwing underneath to John John Smith so much. But like you mentioned, man, his job's going to be a lot easier because Derrick Henry's running the ball and he's just he's got another weapon now, another yeah. good weapon. TV, you're in for a treat. Watch when I tell you they're going to unload that ball deep. Watch. I hope I hope so, but I'm I'm with you still. I don't I don't think this makes Tennessee immediate Super Bowl contenders. I'm just not in on that. I think it's still. I think the AFC is still going to be the Chiefs' conference. Yeah, well, again, uh, final word, disclaimer, they're not on the level with the Chiefs. Not until I see it. I have to – same thing with LeBron. Like, I'm not believing he was not the best player until he wasn't the best player. And when he got eliminated, then, okay, yes. Same thing with the Chiefs. They're the best until somebody shows me they're not the best. It's specifically in the <laughs> AFC. And, I, and, again, I'm not going with Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, sticking with football – on to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is he's going to skip the mini camps. He's skipping O two OTAs. Well, yeah. his plan is to skip OTAs and then yeah. the Packers mini camps, um, mandatory mini camp. Uh, TV is that the right decision by Rodgers? And do you think he'll skip some of training camp, which is the next big thing, the next thing on the NFL calendar? I should say. Yeah, so so today was the first day of minicamps, and I did see okay. on ESP, ESPN this morning here in the hotel. I was watching ESPN, and I did see that Rodgers has indeed skipped the first day of minicamps. So he's not there. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know if he if he skips more. D- does he come tomorrow for the next day of minicamps? Probably not since it's just a three-day thing. I think it's just three days for minicamps. So, uh, yeah, he probably misses the rest of minicamps, I assume, and Maybe by the time training camp comes along, we may, maybe we've seen him be traded because the Packers are tired of dealing with him. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I think it's a bad decision, though. I do. I, I think Rodgers has got to just man up and go to work for the Packers. If they don't want to trade you, they don't want to trade you. That's so be it. I understand not. I understand not caring for the way the situation has fallen, but give it another year, man. You guys were in the NFC title game this year, right? Like. You almost beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to make it to the Super Bowl. Why are you still worried about whatever it is with the way they're doing things? Clearly, they don't want Jordan Love at quarterback. But if you sit out, that's who it's going to be. And if they don't trade you, you're just going to be on the couch watching Jordan Love make the money you could have been making. Well, actually, Jordan Love won't be making anywhere near the money Aaron Rodgers would have been. Not even close. But nonetheless, Aaron (laughs) Rodgers is going to be sitting on his couch not getting paid, right? Right. So, I think this is a bad decision. I think he's just just go to work, man. Just go be a Green Bay Packer at least one more season and just see what happens. You know, I, I won't put too much into this. Uh, I'm kind of tired of Aaron Rodgers at this point. I'm kind of fed up with it. Uh, that, well, I can't say I'm tired with Rodgers. I'm just kind of fed up with the Rodgers and Green Bay thing. Um, I've heard enough. I've seen enough. Uh, he's not showing up to many camps. 
I don't think he has to. Uh, I know he's going to get fined, but truth be told, I think they're going to throw the numbers out there in the news. We're going to find him 100000 per minicamp. When he really reports, they may just wipe away the debt anyway. I mean, that's just my my you know uneducated guess on, on NFL football and training camps or minicamps. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of tired. I, I mean, it don't really make no never mind to me. I, I think he'll be there for training camp. He knows the system. He is the system. Uh, like you said, he's a one game away from the Super Bowl. And, hell, if he makes a dash at the goal line, maybe, you know, they get there for all I know. So, yeah. they're, what, they're a possession and a half uh, worse than the Buccaneers, which I think Aaron Rodgers can really make up for. Um, I think they drafted well. I think they made some good well, – I, I, they're still a good team. They're still contending in the NFC. I don't think he needs a show right now. And if if you're the Packers – this is what you want for Jordan Love. You show up to minicamp and you take these first team reps, okay? Yeah. Like, don't mind the distraction. You take the reps. You throw that ball. You get better. Uh, we don't need Aaron Rodgers here taking your reps, um, talking to the media, anything. I, if you the Packers, outside of this making it pop, you know, known to the news, if you're Jordan Love and the Packers, this is what you want. Like, if I'm, I'm not really good good with names right now. What's the name? The head coach of the Packers. Uh, uh, Matt LaFleur. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is the time where I'm I'm in Jordan Love's hip pocket, and we talk all day. We, we, we're we going to the restroom together. We're going to eat at the cafeteria together. We're going to the library together. Uh, we're in the film room together. We do everything together at this point. Like, I'm not worried about Matt, uh, Aaron Rodgers if I'm Matt LaFleur. Like, yeah. It's Jordan Love because, truth be told, he may, t- he may be taking – he may be starting next season or, for, for all I know, the season after in his third season. So mm-hmm. this is quality time spent with Jordan Love right now if you're Matt LaFleur. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, uh, I, I guess I want to go back because you kind of made uh, the point that, like, it doesn't matter if Rodgers is there right now for many camps. And I yeah. agree with that because Rodgers is the type of guy, like, he just shows up and he's going to start playing because he's, yeah. he's, a, he's an experienced veteran, a seasoned veteran. He's going to be able to just step on the field and be good. Um, now, granted, he does need to come to training camps. Uh, I'm just saying, I guess, I think he just needs to stop being a baby, right? Like, I've called him a pansy in the past. He's got to <laughs> stop being – he's got to stop being a baby, and he's got to come to work and just just go go on with it. Who cares what you dislike or don't like? Like, he's not being mistreated, I don't think. He's just unhappy with the way things have gone. I think he's probably a little sore that they drafted Jordan Love two years ago. Um, but get over it, right? Like, eventually you're going to be replaced. Eventually you aren't going to be good enough. Um, you know, I, I know he probably wants to be Tom Brady, but unfortunately he isn't Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> and he isn't protected by everything on this planet. So get over it, go to work, and try to win – try to make it to a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. Um, I know this much. I pray to the football heavens that this does not take place with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I pray that Andy Reid and Brad Beach stick by my man's side properly and do not drive quarterbacks unwillingly and for no reason, <laughs> and they continue to surround my man with quality players. To the football heavens, amen. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, it'll be so far away anyways by the time it's time to draft a replacement for Mahomes. It might be your son. Uh, but, probably, but you guess what? The, I, this, this is – Completely random, really. I caught myself one day, man. 
about Mahomes retiring, and I got a little teary-eyed. I was just like, dang, <laughs> man, that's it – is, it is so far away, but I was like, yo, 20 seasons from now, he's going to walk away from the Chiefs. It's going to be so sad. I caught myself to get a little teary-eyed. It wasn't a significant uh, watery eyes, but I kind of felt that rush, like, oh, yeah. Jesus, I am. This man, gee, man, 40, 40 year old man with all of your Chiefs gear, and you're just gonna be sitting there crying, thinking about yeah. <laughs> all right. Last topic, Kelvin. You, br- okay, you brought it up fun. last show. Let's talk about the Women's College World Series. I'm gonna lead it off surprisingly, not talking about my Sooners. Um, I'm gonna talk about Odyssey Alexander, man. James Madison's pitcher. We saw the crazy play. You tagged me in a post on Facebook about it. Um, she made an amazing effort to get that out to beat OSU. Um, and she, you know, look, her and the James Madison Dukes eliminated Missouri in the Super Regionals. They eliminate – or they beat Oklahoma to open the Women's Girls World Series. Then they beat yep. OSU. They're sitting in the driver's seat. And she might have been – correct me if I'm wrong. We were talking about exciting. She might have been the most exciting player for about two weeks in all sports. Yeah, that yeah. Um, I don't know about two weeks, but she's definitely had her run. Yeah. Um, get, especially given that she led this small, um, you know, Division One school, uh, and we see this here and there in this sport, specifically in the in the softball, collegiate softball, where there is that that team, that team no one has really watched all season, yeah. or a player or pitcher specifically you haven't seen or watched all season that pops up on the scene and they get this far. Uh, like Jam, you did. So yeah, she had a hell of a run. Um, I watched her walk off the field, man. That was it. Gave me chills, man, to know that she put that type of effort in to get that team there, and yeah. uh, it all came to an end. And eventually, the better teams actually come up. They show up and they become better teams, like Oklahoma and UCLA, Alabama. Man, they're like, hey, this is why we're the big dogs. And yeah. Odyssey found that found that out the hard way when they was able to get to her in that game eventually. But, no, she had a hell of a run. Like, I don't know about two weeks, but definitely she had maybe a week and a half, maybe a week. She was the thing yeah. to talk about. So, Absolutely. and I was just fortunate enough to be able to watch her play. I, I was, I would have hated it if I would have seen this just, just through highlight. I was able to actually watch her pitch, man. So, that was pretty cool. Absolutely. And, yeah, uh, heartbreaking to watch her walk off the field after giving up a couple of a couple of doubles in a row. And, and I think the lead got up to 5-1 for Oklahoma, and she walked off the field. It was – it was definitely heartbreaking to watch, but man, she got a standing O from that crowd in Oklahoma City. Um, so you know that that was definitely earned, and you know props to her for her performance and the team's performance to make it as far as they did because they weren't expected. I don't even think to get out of their regional, um, let alone close. through let alone through super regionals and into the women's college world series where they were on top. Man, they were one win away from booking their spot in tonight's championship series, um, which is now Oklahoma and Florida State as Oklahoma came back and beat James Madison twice um, to eliminate them because because the Women's Cross World Series is double elimination. And uh, Florida State did the same to Alabama, Kelvin, who had Montana Fouts pitching, another great pitcher who threw a perfect game during the World Series, by the way. I don't know if you had caught that. Um, I did. So, so Alabama has a perfect game. They're sitting on top. James Madison and Alabama both are one win away, unfortunately, uh, for those teams, Oklahoma wins two to eliminate James Madison, and Florida State wins two to eliminate Alabama. And now we are we have Oklahoma and Florida State in the finals starting tonight. Kelvin, 
Uh, give me your winner, and is it going to go a full three games, or are they going to win it into a sweep? It, it'll go. It'll go to full three games. Um, Oklahoma man is just. You know, I, I, I won't sit here and, and act like I've watched a lot of Oklahoma historically uh, in yeah. the past, but I've always known Oklahoma collegiately softball, collegiate softball. Those ladies to just be a hell of a program. Uh, so this is, you know, this is where they make their money, really. Yeah. And uh, I trust that they'll win this series, man. I think Florida State, similar to JMU, has had a hell of a run as a 10 seed. Um, so, I, I again, this is where the big dogs come to play. And Oklahoma is a big dog. Uh, they have the picture, again, who threw the perfect game. Uh, so they'll be overmatched when she's on the mound, and I'm sure she'll be on the mound. Hell, maybe all three matchups. So, um, no, she Oklahoma will win this series. I, I see Florida State continuing the Cinderella, Cinderella run for one more game. I, I think they'll be able to squeak out a W. Uh, but Oklahoma will prove to be the better team, which I think they are, and they'll win a college world series. Yeah, I think uh, real quick. I think it just comes down to the offense. I think Oklahoma's offense is better than any offense in, in that, that we've seen throughout this World Series and, and Super Regionals yep. and on. Uh, you can beat Oklahoma. We've seen it done. Yes, um, but I don't think you can beat them twice in a three game series. I just don't. I think I think this goes three as well. And I'm right there with you. I got Oklahoma in three games. I think Florida State will find a way to win a game, win one of those first two games. But I just think it's hard to beat Oklahoma twice because of that offense. The the power is just too much. You you can hold them down once, but I don't think you can hold them down twice. I got Oklahoma winning it all. Yeah, and what I like about Florida State, I think they'll be able to pitch with Oklahoma. I, I trust that Florida Sorry. State can pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch with Oklahoma, pitch for pitch. Uh, but the bats, I think that again, the big dogs come to play, man, in Oklahoma. Um, yeah, they can they can score you. They can score with you, and they can just outscore you. They've blanked a couple of teams already uh, in this, um, you know, in this postseason. So, yep. yeah, they'll they'll just they'll just win. Man, Oklahoma's the better team. Um, I trust me. I don't think a ten seed has ever won in the college uh, women's World Series. Um, I don't know. Again, I'm not a real historian to this sport, but ten yeah. is very high to win a championship. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I just don't see it happening now. Okay, let's get into the Country Boy, City Boy quiz. Kelvin, what do you got for us? I'll let you start us off today. So, I don't know about you, TV. Um, did you guys have in-school suspension? We did. Okay. So, here in the here in the city, we had it too. Um, but kids didn't really settle for in-school suspension. Like, I don't know. They went there. And I don't know. Nobody, nobody stayed. Nobody wants to stay in school. So they tried to get out of school suspension. There you go. So that was going to be my city boy question. Here in the city TV, what is the most popular way to get out of in school suspension? To get the most popular way. I think there's multiple ways. uh, But with the high schools I attended, which there were three, there was one. There was one way that pro- that majority of the students got out of in-school suspension. I just wanted you to take a guess. What was that way? Uh, getting in a fight. That is incorrect. Now, that is uh, – I, I think a lot of people would say that, but that wasn't that high on the poll because typically you may have gotten in, in-school suspension because of a fight. It, okay. and that is, it depends on what type of fight. Um if there were hands being exchanged, that maybe just results in a suspension period. Uh, okay. In school, you may you may get in school for instigating 
or continuing to prolong the fight in whatever capacity? If you had a weapon, you might get out of school suspension. Is that what you're kind of – Say it again. Like, like – I thought you were alluding to, like, depending on the fight, you could get out of school suspension. I was thinking, like, if you tried to use a weapon, maybe you got out of school suspension, but I didn't. Know oh, no way. Oh. If you use, if you tried to use a weapon, which I didn't really see a lot in high school, okay. maybe I don't think I've seen that at all. If you, okay. <laughs> I assume if you had a weapon, you drew a weapon. Yeah, no, I, I think you're getting kicked out of school, probably. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, yeah not probably. even in school suspension. Okay, so what, um, so, what is the uh, correct? What, what was the, the most goal? popular way to get out of in-school suspension was just not showing up. Okay, <laughs> nobody <laughs> actually showed up to in-school. <laughs> nobody actually showed up to in-school suspension. Like, oh, so you've been suspended in school, or you going? You got to go down to the office and in-school suspension. Well, you know what? I think I'll just stay here and wait for my parents to come pick me up. Or you know, I you get down there, you may talk to the, whoever the in-school suspension person is. You may cause a rift. And now you're out. But majority of the time, people just didn't go there. Gotcha. And I was the only ignorant kid who got in trouble and actually attended in-school suspension because uh, I was scared to return home after I went to in-school suspension. So I don't want to get home early and have to face the music with my parents. Yeah. So I was the only one down there. And there was many of days where I was the only child in that in-school suspension office. So uh, there you have it. That's how you got an in-school suspension, just by not showing up. So this is I, I had I had trouble coming up with one today. I don't know why. So I had two, and, and this is the one I decided on. I'm not confident that it's a very good one. Okay. Uh, but I'm gonna give you a name of an item. Um, I don't know how to tell you without without ruining it, but I'm gonna give you a name of an item, and I want you to guess what country boy type activity I would use it for, and what it what it sounds like it might go with. All right. Okay. So the name of the item is a whopper plopper. <laughs> Do people in in your country town walking around saying whopper plopper? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Wow. All of my friends, <laughs> all of my buddies in Oklahoma would one hundred percent already know what this is. Okay. A whopper <laughs> plopper. Jesus Christ. All right. So the item. And the item you would use it for in in this specific activity, right? Yeah. So the the item is a whopper plopper. What would I use it for? What does it sound like? What country boy activity that you know I do? Mm -hmm. what, what does it sound like it would go with? Is this an item that you can use in multiple country boy activities? No, nah, just one. Just one. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I know I know you to be a fisherman, man. Uh, you know, an outdoorsman and a hunter and all that good stuff. Nature man. Uh, yeah. A waffle plopper may sound like sounds like an item, um, like a stick or a paddle, something that you would create waves or splashes with. Pl floppers, floppers, whoppers in the water, <laughs> yeah. or attract you know, hell, uh, some type of fish or frog or duck. For all I know, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, something you just hit the water with, probably. Okay, so which activity? You got to give me an activity. Oh, okay. Uh, you're, all, you're, on the, you're on the right track with, with that, but you got to give me an, a specific activity, you think. Okay, so, yeah, fishing, hunting of some kind. Fishing? Yes. Okay, yeah. It's a fishing lure, actually. You were on the right track with the water, but you, but you mm -hmm. got it right with the category. It is used in fishing, and it is a fishing lure specifically um, used to catch fish. It's uh, it's a top. It stays on top of the water, and like you said, it's used to, like, 
make splashes and get the fish's attention because it it's a whopper plopper it whops and plops on the water i don't know what you're gonna say <laughs> but nonetheless it's a top water fishing lure and it is used to catch bass a whopper flopper yeah yeah so so, so you got it right i mean like, like i said it was kind of a weird one uh you just had to guess the category and you said fishing so i'll give it to you you got that one yeah i so, so i real quick i was when i when i was attending school in, in joplin uh at the hermoso uh my roommate uh, i won't say his name but just call him honey mustard hendrix <laughs> shout out to hendrix um i always told him i would love to go down to chaffee because that's where he Bullville of Missouri and uh, and li- kind of live that lifestyle, man. Like it, 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 it all sounds so in, in so so fun, it, you know. Being a city boy, just you know, doing my city boy stuff, uh, to go down there, man, and use whopper floppers and <laughs> use a duck collar and yeah. do donuts and four wheelers and big tall right. trucks. All that there just sounds go. you know, go muddy and stuff like that. It, it sounds all so fun. That lifestyle just seems a little freer than the city. Was a little yeah. bit more uh, populated and uh, full of nonsense. Absolutely, man. You'll have to come down to Pierce City and try it out sometime. Absolutely. We got to set this up uh, over the summer. I got to use some of my vacation time, my PTO time. I'm a hardworking guy, so I don't use a lot of it. I need a reason to use it, honestly. There you go. Come down here. We'll do some country stuff. I'll come up to the city. We can watch a Royals game, and you can take me around the city or something. No doubt. Absolutely. Another show in, Kelvin. Yes, there we have it, the Man to Man podcast. Uh, thank you guys for coming back. Listen, review, comment, subscribe. We appreciate the comments on the social media pages. And again, happy National Best Friends Day. You guys have a best friend. Um, show your appreciation, express some gratitude. Uh, you guys are here from us on Friday with more NBA talk and whatever else is going on in the sports world. Thank you.